This is the Stand with Lynette podcast. You have episode 20, Who Do You Want to Become and How to Get There. What would your life be like if you knew you could stand firmly on the covenant path, come what may? My name is Lynette Shepard, and I am here to help you do just that. If you are a Latter-day Saint woman with a desire to brighten your faith as the world grows darker, you are in the right place. Together, let's stand. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to Stand with Lynette. If you are here for the first time, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. If you've been around for a little while, welcome. Thank you for coming back again. I feel really honored to be a part of your day and your journey, and I hope that you hear something here today that will help you to be more grounded and steady in your faith no matter where you are on the covenant path, no matter where you are on your journey back to Jesus. That is always my goal, to help you to stand more firmly, with more faith, with greater clarity, with better, more positive outlook and hope and all of that good stuff. So thank you for being here. Before we get to the topic of the day, which I'm really excited about, by the way, but I wanted to just put a little bug in your ear for something that you can be thinking about over the next few weeks. I don't want you to make any decisions now. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about what's coming up and I want you to think about it and think if maybe this might be something that would be beneficial to you. I have a program called Shine 40 that is launching that the doors are opening here in a few weeks and basically what shine 40 is is a 40-day challenge that will help you to implement a series of spiritual habits these are habits that as promised by our prophet russell m nelson will help you hear the voice of the lord with greater clarity gain massive spiritual momentum and unlock the power of god in your life I'm going to share more information in the coming weeks, but for now, I simply want you to consider how your life might be different if you could hear God's voice with greater clarity and have greater access to his power in your life. Would that make a difference? And if it would, what kind of a difference? How might that look in your life? And as you consider that, Imagine what it would be like to have a group of like-minded women to offer you accountability as you develop these habits and support as you work together to create spiritual momentum in your lives. So for now, just consider that and imagine the possibilities and stay tuned for more details. And rather than reading a podcast review, I'm going to read part of a testimonial that one of the women who recently completed this challenge wrote. This is what she had to say. Shine 75, which was the original name of the program, is now called Shine 40, has saved me. Shine 75 has saved me. Many might question this, but I have become a different person because of the challenges in this program. I can more clearly hear and feel the spirit. I am trusting, I am learning to trust myself and thus others, which leads to stronger relationships. Okay, this woman has said this program has changed her. Could it possibly change you? Again, consider it 
over the next few weeks, and we will get into more details later. But now, let's get to the topic of the day. Last week, we talked about how we can press forward with hope by minding the gap and measuring the gain. Or, in other words, by being aware of how far we still need to go to reach our goals, or the gap, but focusing most of our energy on how far we have come, or the gain. We discussed how it is important to know where we want to go, or it doesn't matter much what paths we take. And without goals and plans, there is little likelihood we will end up where we want to be. If you have yet to listen to that episode, it makes a beautiful companion to this one. So I would suggest going back to listen to it because both of these episodes together will help you press forward on the path to becoming the person you want to become. But who do you want to become? When my son was about nine years old, he became rather obsessed with football. During the fall, he spent hours each Saturday watching college football with his dad. One Saturday, he went out to lunch with his dad, who is my husband, Greg, and Greg asked him, what do you want to be when you grow up? And this little boy answered, I want to be a professional football player. When Greg told him that becoming a professional football player would require some hard work, then my son responded, well, I guess then I'll just be a pediatric dentist then. Greg, by the way, is a pediatric dentist, and apparently in nine-year-old Andrew's mind, that career path didn't require very much work. However untrue that assumption was, it was enough to persuade Andrew to follow in his dad's footsteps, a path he held on to until just before he left for college. He knew he wanted to attend BYU, followed by dental school at The Ohio State University, just like his dad. And then he was going to take over his dad's dental practice. He knew what classes he would need to take, the kind of grades he would need to get if he wanted to be successful on this path. He held on to this pediatric dental dream until just before high school graduation, when a series of events changed his mind. But that is another story for another day. The point is, knowing who you want to become has the power to shape your goals, your plans, and your daily decisions. It gives you a blueprint upon which to build. Can you imagine for a minute what would happen if you started to build a house without a blueprint? What if you poured a random foundation and then just started nailing boards together, hoping it would end up with just the right dimensions to create the house of your dreams? That idea is almost laughable, but the same concept applies to our lives. To create a blueprint, we must have a clear picture of our future self, who we want to become. Only then can we intentionally build our lives in a way that leads to that outcome. So I ask you, can you see your future self with clarity? Imagine what she is like. What characteristics does she have? What has she achieved in her life? What are her relationships like with her family, her friends, and other people in her circle of influence? How does she feel about her relationship to Jesus Christ? How confident is she in her ability to hear and respond to personal revelation? How does she feel about her life in general? 
Now for a moment, think of where you are right now in comparison to where your future self is. We don't want to stay in this moment of comparison because, remember, we want to measure the gain and not the gap. But assessing the original gap provides valuable information. Among other things, it tells us what we must change if we are to become the future self of our dreams. Noticing the gap is necessary for our growth. But as you are considering the gap between your current self and your future self, the one you just imagined and thought about, consider this. What kinds of things did your future self do to get from where you are now to where she is? Remember, she is you. This is not a fictional character who cannot relate to your circumstances, to your challenges, to your pain, to your insecurities. She knows exactly where you are because she used to be there herself. And she orchestrated a path of self-improvement to move forward from where you are to where she is now living. So what things did she change? And most importantly, what does she do every single day that facilitated and now upholds those changes? To become our future selves, we must do the things our future self does. So if our future self is fit and active and we currently lead a sedentary lifestyle, we must become active in order to become her. And if we are to become active, we must implement an exercise routine that orchestrates that change. Likewise, if our future self has a solid testimony and can easily hear and respond to personal revelation, and we currently feel like we are floundering in our faith and struggling to hear God's voice in our life, we must change something, or perhaps many things, to orchestrate that change. Can we determine the things future self does each day that have, over time, solidified her faith? Perhaps she spends time in dedicated scripture study each day. Maybe she never misses a day of prayer. Perhaps she implemented a meditation practice that helps her listen for the voice of the Lord and hear it with greater clarity. Maybe she has given up certain media influences that used to drive away the spirit. Perhaps she tries to attend the temple every single week and has learned to draw liberally upon the Savior's power in her life. To become our future selves, we must do the things our future self does. Wishful thinking will not create those changes. Changing thoughts, behaviors, and actions will change our outcomes and ultimately our lives. But we must be willing to put in the effort. We must be willing to reorganize our days to make time for the things that our future self does. We must be willing to sacrifice things that get in the way of our progress or sabotage our positive spiritual momentum. We must be willing to create the habits that our future self already has. And little by little, small change by small change, we will become stronger, more courageous, holier more like the woman we want to be. 
While having a mental picture of our long-term future self, who is 30 years wiser and more experienced, is important to get us moving in the right direction, that version of ourselves might currently feel a little bit unreachable or maybe a lot unreachable because she has had time to make slow and lasting changes, which changes have made her who she is. But what about future self who is one week wiser and more experienced? What about future self who is one month wiser and more experienced? What about future self who is one year wiser and more experienced? Do those versions of future self feel more accessible? Would we be more successful if we started with small changes and worked up to our near-perfect older selves? I believe that depends a great deal on your personality. Some people lean more towards an all-or-nothing approach to life and are more successful building habits when they are all-in, 100% committed. They are naturally disciplined and with a structured approach can be highly successful diving into new habits headfirst. Other people are more moderators, doing better with a slower, moderate approach to habit formation. They feel a bit panicky when thinking of adopting an all-or-nothing approach because it feels too restrictive and entirely unreachable. But little by little, one habit at a time, with plenty of grace, that feels reachable to these people who prefer moderation. Which category do you fall into? I am 100% an all-or-nothing girl. My husband, on the other hand, is 100% a moderator. So I have seen both avenues up close and personal. Several years ago, I wanted to improve my diet. I decided I needed to take a break from sugar. So I committed to a month with no sugar that started just before Halloween and continued through Thanksgiving. I was 100% committed and did not eat a stitch of sugar for almost six weeks, exceeding my initial goal by a couple of weeks. While the first week felt excruciating. Avoiding sugar felt easy after that. I was rarely tempted and found it super easy to turn down dessert even when I was in social situations that used to tempt me. As soon as I stopped my no sugar experiment, I quickly moved from an the all side of my personality to the nothing side. Sugar crept back into my diet and I was soon back to where I started, losing all of the health benefits I had worked so hard to gain. Once I was on the nothing side, it was super challenging to get back to the all side. So I tried to find moderation. I would say things like, I'm only going to have one cookie which quickly turned into three. And then I had already blown my resolve, so I might as well have a brownie the next day and ice cream the day after that. And then why even try? I have tried sugar moderation so many times and it simply does not work for me. Being all in is infinitely easier to maintain for me than moderation and creating habits is all about consistency. So when I'm thinking about future self and the kind of habits that future self does, I need to adopt an all or nothing approach, which if I'm trying to create habits, it has to be all in. I have to be all in. That is how I do the best. My husband, like I mentioned before, is not an all or nothing person. When he is trying to create a new habit, he needs wiggle room and moderation 
Continuing with the sugar example, since that is where we started, he is most successful if he is able to eat some sugar because thinking of a life without it is so depressing he gives up altogether. For me, a little ends up as a lot no matter how committed I feel. For him, a little can remain a little as long as he is committed. But what does that have to do with becoming your future self? Consider with me for a moment what your future self is like six months from now. What progress has she made compared to where you are? What has she done to create that progress? Once you know the answers to those questions, we can start to formulate a plan. If your future self reads scriptures daily, keeps a gratitude journal, meditates every day, and attends the temple once each month, How can you start to incorporate those practices into your life today? If you are an all or nothing person like I am, try committing to all four practices right now. With the help of a habit tracker, keep track of your consistency. If you fall off the bandwagon and move from an all to a nothing, approach. Get back on as soon as you can. Forgive yourself as quickly as possible and keep moving forward. If you prefer to approach habits with moderation, start with one or two habits. Use a habit tracker to chart your progress and give yourself one grace day each week. When you become predictably consistent with the habit or habits you are working to build, Then add another one to your daily routine. Keep doing that until you have created the routine that your future self embodies. Both of these approaches are completely valid and both will get you from point A to point B. Both will help you create the life you want and the changes you desire. The trick is knowing where you want to go, creating a plan, and making that plan work for you depending on how you most effectively build habits. And then work on that until you become the person you want to become. Now, a word of warning. If your future self, the one you are envisioning, lives a life without challenges and never feels negative emotions, you will never become her, no matter how many goals you set or how many habits you create. Living a life without challenges or negative emotions is impossible in this fallen world. So as you envision your future self, Think about the character traits she has and how she deals with challenges and negative emotions that come up for her. Think about the quality of her relationships with God and with others. Think about her faith. Think about the kinds of goals she might set for herself and how she might make them a reality. Think about the wisdom she would share with you if you could have a conversation with her right now. With that clear picture in mind, you will be able to start your journey to becoming her one day and one habit at a time. So let's get busy creating and becoming our future selves and together let's stand. All right, my friends, your shine challenge for this week is to get in touch with your future self, however far out you want to imagine. It could be your future self next week, next month, next year, or even beyond that. Write about what she is like in as much detail as possible. After you know her, determine the things she does every day that have created the outcomes you now hope for. 
Then make a plan for implementing those daily habits into your life right now based on how you best build habits, all or nothing or moderation. Make a plan. Let's get to it. Together, let's stand, my friends. I can't wait to see you back here again next week. Thanks for being here. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me today. If you are ready to dive in deeper and join the stand movement, find me on Instagram at Lynette Shepard. That's two N's, two P's, and an A-R-D, or at LynetteShepard.com. If you like what you heard today, please consider sharing the show with a friend or leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. That works wonders in helping us to find the people that we can help. Thank you again. And remember, you were born to stand. See you next time.